0: Listen up or run for cover. Dropping knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it the real Bradley is dropping. What it is, Brad Lee back again with another episode of Dropping Bombs. Today in the studio, folks, I've got a real treat. I've got a, a double dose of Hyder. Double dose of Hyder, folks. Nick and Rhiannon Hyder. What's up? Hello. And you got a microphone there. Yeah. So, folks, if you guys are wondering, well, who are these peeps? Well, they're a couple out of Nashville, Tennessee, basically have a successful company or two. And and have been entrepreneurial your whole life. You had bars before, right? Yes. So, I wanted to invite them on to drop some bombs about freaking building businesses, challenges, and otherwise, or maybe even opportunity. Why? Well, because the Nick Hyder team, or is it just the Team Hyder? Team Hyder. You get tighter with Hyder. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> dude. I'd say I fire you. I'd be like fucking, how you doing, Nick Hider, like a UFC fighter. And if I was you. I'd say, I, and I'm Rhiannon, like a motherfucking cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick Hyder, like a UFC fighter, and this is my girl, Rhiannon. She like a freaking southern t- cannon. Anyway, I don't know why I always come out with my southern accent when people from Nashville come up. Do you, you, you ever do that? I think ours is pretty natural at this point. I don't it know if we can natural, get away from huh? it, yeah. No, no, no. You guys have a little bit of a southern draw, for sure. But. Like Coach Burt has more of a Southern draw. Okay. You know, you guys don't sound totally Southern. But people ask me, are you from Texas? All the time. Because I think they think I've got some sort of draw. And people do say, you do. And I say, no, I don't. They're like, see, you just said, no, I don't. And I'm like, (laughs) I didn't say, no, I don't. I said, no, I don't. And they're like, see? And I'm like, (laughs) "Whatever, dude? Let's say I'm from Texas then. So now when people say, where are you from? I say, Texas. They're like, I can hear it. But I'm not from Texas. You guys born and raised in Nashville? Yes, sir. Both of you? Yes. Born and raised in Nashville. Tennessee, folks. And by the way, Nashville's might might end up being my new spot. Let's go. Well, it's just a cool town. Everybody everybody that I've met from there loves it, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So Rhiannon the Cannon. Yep. Huh? Are you on Team Hyder? Other than I, being I, the wife?
1: Yes, I am on Team Hyde. So you
0: work in the office every day?
1: Right next to Nick. Our offices, our desks are right next to each other. Amen. Who do
0: people think are in charge?
1: They know I'm in charge. That's right. <laughs> they know that, who runs the show most of the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, do you guys have all the processes down?
2: Well, they're forever evolving, but yes, I like to think that um, we, we've got a pretty good grasp on it and uh, an and ability to, to share it with others, right?
0: That's right. Well, let's do this first. Let's go back a smidge, just so people figure out who you are, where you came. Now, you weren't owning bars, and you didn't have a 70 agents. It was before that. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys known each other? Go we ahead. We
1: met in 2001, uh, when we both were working at a bar. Um, I think he asked me out for about seven years before I said yes. A matter of fact, I tried to hook him up with my friends, so... We worked together on and off for quite a while, and then finally said yes, and uh, you know, had a son about I don't know, twelve months, not even twelve months later.
0: So, needless to say, you started humping.
1: <laughs> you can call it that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you started humping. Now you then then did you get married because you got pregnant?
1: We did not. Well, no we we didn't get married until 2014. So, oh damn! Um, yeah, he was You guys uh, were a
0: progressive couple. Yeah. Living in the Bible Belt. That's right. That's not normal. We we're doing things. No. Were your parents backwards. disappointed with you? They've been amazingly supportive of
2: all of our well,
0: you, all of our mistakes and and successes alike. Yeah, but usually, you know, real conservative Bible Belt. They want, they especially daughters. They want daughters to be married before they have any kids. You, you basically had a kid before you got married.
1: I did, and you know my parents were. You do what you feel is right. If you feel like you want to marry him, marry him, but not just because you had the baby. So.
0: Well, good, huh? See, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of people like create a toxic environment for them and the baby because they think that that's what they have to do. You shouldn't have to do that shit. Anyway, we talked about my story, but this one's about yours. Yeah. So keep going. So you had a baby. You met in 2001, fell in love. You ever see Heart to Heart? No.
2: You might be, you think so. might be
0: too young. That show started out, and, it, and when they met, it was Mida. <laughs> we don't hear
2: that we're too young much anymore, no. do we? So that was
0: awesome. Let's, get, let's well, stay I'm right an old, there. I'm an old man, you see. I'll be 70 next year. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh okay so you weren't have you didn't have any money though. No.
1: No, we were I was still bartending. Um he was working for his dad at the ball field. I mean, we kind of just did what we had to do. How much
0: a year were you making?
1: Not even 30,000. How much
2: were you making? We did, combined, we didn't even sniff 50 grand a year when I I mean, we did good. Um you can do good in Nashville at the bar, but I mean like when we first kind of started hanging, I guess you could say, um, combined, I don't think we even sniffed fifty grand damn isn't that crazy it is it's huh? come a long way it was crazy, it sucked it was not it was not fun
0: well, and that's why I'm going back because I want the old bomb squad to listen to what's going on so so regular folks, regular families, you know, a little bit slutty, I guess <laughs> <laughs> just joking um but regular, no money, nothing was handed to you, right? Okay, no. then what? When did you start to decide to become entrepreneurial? Well,
2: when, when we met and we were in the bars, we were pretty good at that. Um, working for other people, those, facil- those businesses grew. Um, we, we learned the promotion, um, we learned the execution, we learned all of it full circle. Um, that was my off-season job from professional sports is um, the bar where we had met. It was, I think, the first year when I first started, I was what they called their promo squad. Basically, I just went outside in, uh, on Broadway and handed out free, hey, get in free, and I'll buy you a drink if you follow me in there. That was my first job in, in the bar, and she was the hot beer tub girl or the shot girl or, or whatever else that everybody just kind of uh, stared at. So you long. worked
0: at the same bar? Yes. Before or after you were dating? Way before. So that was how I met her. So you were just looking at a hot beer girl, and, and what did you think of him?
1: I, I literally just, he was in the friend zone all the way. I mean, I was trying to hook did him you, up. Did
0: you be like, oh, he's nice. Look at him.
1: Yeah, that's that's about as far as I got. Who are you looking at? Everybody. I mean, just <laughs> sure. everybody. Sure. See now, bad guys. You never
0: get the opportunity to go back and now get a different perspective. It's See now she thing. you could go you could go have a conversation with her and say tell me the truth now that we're off air what'd you really think and then she, she, she could tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I'm always curious as to what people like in other words like you're looking at her thinking damn you know I'm gonna try to get her and then she's looking at you probably thinking shit good luck buddy and then <laughs> and then here you are you know married kids rich hanging out with you well I wouldn't say rich only because I don't know what your opinion of rich is but. You guys are not doing fifty thousand a year clearly anymore. Correct. Yeah, now you got seventy two agents in your operation mm-hmm. and you're and you basically sell health insurance. Yes. Kick ass health insurance. Which everybody needs. What happened when COVID hit? Did that go down or up?
2: We have had our best month of twenty twenty every month consecutively so far this year. We've grown.
0: Now I know people that said what you just said. I know people with car dealerships that say what they're, what you're saying. So more cars, never like for some reason I haven't found the negative side and the negative impact of COVID financially yet. It seems like everyone I talk to is doing well. I, I, I you know, I've talked to people that lost their job and it seems like their check from the government's bigger than the check from the job. I and I, and, I, I and I'm like, that. and I'm like, when are we going to feel the financial impact? Are, there, are they got to stop printing the money. They do. And pretty soon, dude, when they stop printing the money, it's like, oh, shit. Now we're all going to feel it. Right. But insurance, people still going to need insurance. People still going to pay for their insurance. Health insurance.
1: Especially in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Especially in the middle of a pandemic. It's
1: hospitalized without health insurance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, So you're in business for sure. Absolutely. And health insurance is recurring revenue, yeah? Yes. Now, if I'm an agent of yours. Do I get recurring revenue too? Absolutely. Oh, that's my favorite kind, folks. hmm You know what I'm saying? I wish she had earphones. She can't hear the sound effects.
1: I can hear them in my head. Right. <laughs> I know they're coming. <laughs> is it it's just vibrating? I, yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but recurring revenue is the best kind of revenue. If people just woke up to the fact that recurring revenue, if you worked twice as hard to get the same amount of recurring revenue as you do non-recurring revenue, Mm-hmm. It's worth it because it's recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, you said promotion. Mm-hmm. You learned promotion. Were you two or you still just the beer girl?
1: Um, I, I still, I worked, during the day I worked at a doctor's office. In
0: Nashville. Yeah. So you've been working in these honky tonks, dealing with fucking drunk cowboys for a long ass time. You probably heard it all.
1: Since I was 19, and I'll be 40 this year, so yeah. For- and
0: you've seen fights, bar fights, chicks with their titties out. You've seen it all. Everything. We Oh, my gosh, the stuff
2: that we've seen.
0: <laughs> hey, if you guys ran the bar business in Nashville, because, dude, Nashville's nuts. Yes. Like, dude, when did it start becoming Nashville? Like, it hasn't always been that way. It was before actual, you know, cowboys and locals in those places. But it seems like nowadays... Nashville's where all the bachelorettes go, and you know, everybody's starting to go to Nashville like it's Vegas. Yeah, I,
1: I think it was probably after the flood that kind of put us on the map for a little few things. What and then flood? The 2010 flood.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never heard of it.
1: It was it was pretty bad. You know
0: what happened? The it whole natural town natural flood? Yeah. Um,
2: the river did, and it took out, oh my gosh, it was, um, it explain, was devastating. Explain explain
0: where the water was downtown where I stay.
1: It was um it was on Second Avenue all the way up to Broadway. I so I,
0: I'm at the Omni looking down. Is there, is there water?
1: I uh, if you if you walk out that front door and walk just about 500 feet down, you'll see water. I mean it was. Mm-hmm. You, so you it didn't
0: come go. up to the Omni.
2: No, that what street is the what avenue is the Omni? It's office? right across
0: the street from that big uh, guitar shaped building. Yeah, it's like 10th yeah. or 11th. Right, right across from that uh, uh, where the uh, predators play yeah so
1: it was on feather down because it the slope goes down but
0: yeah broadway's downhill
1: yeah right there on second and broad right in front of the river and even the bar that we were owning at the time i mean our basement was had 10 feet of water you couldn't even go downstairs and that's where we kept all of our equipment all of the extra you know alcohol and the safe yeah the safe (laughs) all the money it was uh it was eight to nine feet
2: in when we bases. when the safe was open, you remember that scene in the, the Titanic at the end when they finally find the safe and they open it and all the nasty stuff comes yeah. out. That's exactly what it looked like um, uh, after when when the water had receded and everything had dried. It was everything was ruined. Um, the ba- the baseball fields that um, that we run were totally underwater, and um, there was in the the batting cages where the where there, there's nets in those in those cages. You know there was like dead fish that were like this big hanging out in there and I mean it was it was it was a disaster you absolutely devastating
0: that reminds me you want to go back to your old baseball career you were saying something last night that I liked you you, you said you weren't the biggest you weren't necessarily the fastest but but you just kept showing up so long until enough of them quit and you were the only one left or something like that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's yes. funny. But dude, it's also true. Yes. Like dude, a lot of people can win just by consistently showing up enough times to where eventually you're going to get your shot. Mm-hmm. It's like you knock on the door long enough. It's going to, it's going to open, mm-hmm. you know, it might not open in the first six days you were knocking on it and you give up and walk away. You stay at that door and you knock on that son of a bitch long enough Mm-hmm. It's eventually going to fall down, right? It'll open. It will. That's it, with anything.
2: And most people, I don't know why they want to stand there and knock on it until it um, falls down. Once you make the decision to knock and you commit it and you commit to it, period, you have no choice but to stand there and knock until it until it opens up.
0: Yeah, well, people, I think, quit because they change their mind or rationalize why right. what they wanted is no longer what they want. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, you know. I caught myself doing it through the day I'm like you know I don't really need a billion dollars like a billion shit like 500 million be fine sure. wouldn't it yeah absolutely. I mean even like 3 okay 116 liquid like imagine 116 million dollars <laughs> that's yours yep now go live yeah like dude that's a lot of fucking money yeah 116 million far from a billion and I've caught myself going. Well, oh, maybe I don't need a billion. Hundred and sixteen million be good. Let me sure. just retire. Well, N- number one, I got to snap out of it. How do you snap out of it? Well, for,
2: for us, it was standing there and knocking on that door until it opens up. It's really inconvenient, and everybody comes to a place where commitment and convenience collide, and the commitment has to to win. You know what I mean? So. Um, and so most people when they don't, there it is. Um, most people when they she turn around and walk away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> most people when they walk away it's just because knocking on the door got inconvenient.
0: You know yep, yep. or they change their mind or they change their mind. You it, can change your mind folks. absolutely. Okay I, I started a lot of businesses before I started these ones and uh, you know if I never gave up, well then I wouldn't be doing this. So at the end of the day, you got to give up sometimes, but it's a decision that you make and a choice that you make. And if you make the decision to knock on the door and after three months, it doesn't open up and you make, you form a new decision, Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that, I guess. But keep in mind, you would have knocked one more week. That door might've opened up. So just be sure when you're making the decisions of, okay, I don't want that anymore. And if you do want it, then keep fucking knocking. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the answer. That's the bottom line. That's it. That's that's a bomb right there. <laughs> now, go back. You're, you're running the bars. You, you decided, hey, man, this ain't that freaking difficult. I'm the one filling this place up at night. Like, holy shit, dude, they're coming for us. And, oh, freaking Cannon over there. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure Cannon had a bunch of friends. You weren't the only girl at the bar. No. And I've friends. been to Nashville They hire all cuties And little short shorts Right? Yep Yeah So dude The places are packed And you guys are basically Realizing Holy shit dude I, I can pack a place Is well, that what you thought?
2: We had done Every every year I came back from a baseball season I had a different job So like first year It's promotions Second year I got to be the bar back for her That was like The dream come <laughs> true Because now I had an excuse To talk to her like, Did she you tip you anything? right? Um, you know I don't think so I <laughs> You no, she was... Rhiannon okay. always takes ca- great care of people. Um,
0: she probably over-tipped me. No. Well, apparently. <laughs> but but, uh, but I'm talking about... I'll bet you there's been nights where you just freaking got a shit ton of money, and you're like, fuck it, here, there's 50. <laughs> like, uh, I'm keeping the rest.
1: You you had to... You're supposed to tip a percentage of yeah. what you made. what,
0: for bar. a bar back? 10%?
1: Uh, 20, usually. 20%? Yeah.
0: Damn. Well, mm-hmm. I guess it, I guess if they're working... That's yeah, and,
1: and most of the time, the place where he worked, it was called Bar Nashville. That was one of the few places to go that did not play country music. So um, you definitely worked if you ever worked there because it was busy all That the place
0: time. was insane. Okay, so let's accelerate even though I do. I wish I could sit here and talk about like how many things you guys have seen. Like what's the craziest thing you've seen? Have you ever seen somebody humping at the bar?
1: Uh, always, That's yes. That's nothing. What do you mean?
0: Actual humping in the bar? Oh,
1: yes. On the bar. Um,
0: humping. Yes. Penetration Yes No way Yes in, Right in front of everybody Right in front of Isn't everybody Isn't that against the law Didn't they go to jail um, Or they, did they just get tapped On the shoulder
1: they, they get asked to leave
0: Did anybody Like walk up Set their beer down Tap And when the guy Turns around Say My turn <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I don't know If happened. I ever saw that But I'm sure it happened Well that'd be funny Like if I saw some dude Just Going at it On the bar With his girl I'd think That's jail cells Or we're in Amsterdam yeah, you guys I, ever been to Amsterdam? No, haven't. Dude, that shit happens in Amsterdam. But anyway, so you've seen that. Yes. Damn, I would have bet you didn't. I thought you'd get, a, I'd get a no from that no. one. What's the, the craziest thing the, you've seen?
2: Well, the worst was our friends because they could think that they could get away with anything. So they were the ones that they're probably like, um, um, oh lord. I mean, Cliffy comes to mind right now just because he got um, kicked out for for doing that. And it was he was our friend, so it was you know they they thought they had more. Runway than everybody else. Are
0: they were they exhibitionists or it shit got carried away? Like just who, who away. humps right in front of people at the bar? Oh,
1: Very drunk people.
2: When the de- when the culture's right, the atmosphere's atmosphere is good. The DJ's doing his thing, and like there she is or there he is, and it's just the magic just happens, man. I don't know. I
0: don't know, dude. I don't know. I might get like some sort of freaking performance anxiety because everybody's watching, freaking you know. But but that's crazy. Um, so you decided. Hey, we can do this. And at some point, now, when did you get together? Two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. So how you guys worked together for how long before any hanky panky started? Mm. Six,
2: six or seven years. Yeah.
0: Okay, so for six or seven years, you were wanting to frickin' get with her, and you were saying, you know, hey, my friend likes you. <laughs> yeah. But but you both were you know working at the bar and learning the ropes. Yes. And then that's a long time. And then after six years. Is this when you decided to either start dating, or is this when you decided we can do this? Like I'm trying to figure out: Did you go do it, and then be, and then it's like, hey, get over here, or or did you both quit and go start bars? Well, no, I she, was.
2: She was the talent. Um, she had actually worked her way up from beer tub girl to where she was running things. She was the general manager. She was the number one. She was in charge. Were so... you
0: Were you still the bar back?
2: Um, I had I did every job there was. I so bar- she was your boss. I bartended. You know, at one point in time when I was DJing, I she, she she sure was. I signed. Were, his were you
0: guys W two employees? Yes. Um, no. At
2: that time, you were. I was yeah, not. What were. were you? I was a considered a individual contractor because I was a DJ rendering services. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I I could just picture all of this, dude. It's funny too because these. Especially, I would imagine bars and restaurants have this subculture, just like cruise ships. You know, there's mm-hmm. more going on below a cruise ship than on the cruise on the main decks with the guests. You know that?
2: Oh, yes. I could go on for days about how knowing, like, if you want to know how to run an awesome nightclub or whatever, go study a cruise ship because they've got it down pat. It's amazing what those the well, cruise directors do and all that
0: stuff. Yeah, but they're doing more underneath the oh, boat, absolutely, Yeah, where all the workers are.
1: And that's, that's no different in the bar business. No, well,
2: we, had, we had our best yeah. times after everybody had closed, or after the bars had closed, and it was like, now it's our our time to play, you know? So that after hours till six in the morning type yeah. thing it was a great time.
1: Pre-kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, pre-kid.
0: So were you guys alcoholics? Would you get hamburgered, sloppy drunk? We yeah, definitely... I mean,
1: we had it. We enjoyed ourselves, but you almost become... It's almost like you can handle way more than any. I mean, most people could not drink me under the table back then.
0: Did you get sloppy drunk ever?
1: I occasionally.
0: Have you ever saw the the thing you sent me? The the you didn't send it to me, but it was called like uncensored. Oh, um,
2: we've never been the Broadway uncensored. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I looked it up. All I found was Broadway uncensored two.
2: Maybe they had to rename it, or maybe he got took down. I don't know. Yeah, but, it, but
0: but it's just people being drunk, drunk, but drunk, yes. drunk. And again, I've been drunk, drunk a hundred times like that. I was stupid, mm-hmm. dude. But when I ask people, "Have you been Hamburglared? Oh, trust me, I've been Hamburglared. I mean, it's we not have. good. It's not fun. And also, mm-hmm. I, like if I like when I'm watching those videos, I think to myself, that might have been me over a fucking dozen times. How stupid did I look? Yeah. Especially when they can't talk and they can't walk and they're sitting there like this and you're stone cold sober working at a bar going shut. Dude, yeah. you got to get out. Yeah. <laughs> or they're carrying their buddy out <laughs> and they're all drunk. You've seen it. Yeah. Dude, you had to experience it. No bouncing, no bouncing. You ever get in a fight?
2: Um, well, it was. we were there to make sure everybody had a good time. So yeah, we definitely dealt with some altercations and stuff. Did you ever such. get in a fight? Um, no. Uh, well, that's a lie. There was... Um, <laughs> One time on uh, on Broadway, um, literally just walking down the street and I got punched in the back of the head out of the blue. Still don't know who the guy was. We rolled around for a few minutes until the cop showed up and I told him what happened and they were like just you go that way, he's going that way and everybody it was all good. Weird. It was.
0: So so what you're saying is Nashville's dangerous.
2: Uh, no. <laughs> no. Everybody is so great. The the fact that they can um, they're they're coming in in droves like that two party like that because it is it's um it's uh it's still got the southern charm um, and it's that people want to be around that.
1: Well, just like here in Vegas, you know, if you live here, you don't go to the Strip, right? You go on the outskirts. That's the way it is in Nashville. You know, yes, you do do what's right if your friends come in town and take them to where they want to go, but then you show them the real like the cool parts of Nashville that. That if they were just tourists, they would not get introduced to it. They didn't know somebody,
0: mm-hmm. or that. be, or accidentally. Yeah. Because I always seem to find myself accidentally stumbling into the cool things. I don't know how. I'll go to a town, and and I don't go to the main parts. Like if Broadway's the thing, I'm looking for things where it's like it's 15 minutes away in, in like a suburb strip mall mm-hmm. type of thing. Hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and, and and that's where the locals are. They're not mm-hmm. down there with the with the hooting nannies yeah, we can get crazy. <laughs> the locals did
2: used to go downtown um yeah, again I... something happened after the flood when um all the small guys um that had places down there they don't they kind of got run out by the the bigger guys i guess you could say the it's pretty there's some awesome commercial brands down there now that did not exist 10 years ago um we didn't have jason aldean's place 10 years ago it was called what was
0: it called uh, or how about fgl that yeah. did not
2: No, that's very new um very florida new georgia Lines
0: bar so you guys are like anybody that's not famous like that i think is sitting duck for those fame famous people only because you know oh yeah. jason aldean's opening a new place well dude everybody wants to go see what that's going to be about right absolutely and if you walk in there and the guy does it right well shit that's the new spot for a while who decides what the spot is have you ever have you ever like realized like in most towns, there's hot spots, yeah, bars that are packed. Then there's bars that are fine, but they're just not packed. Like someone decided yeah. that's the place to go, not there. I never understood that
2: promotion. It goes down to promotion and promoters. Um, who you um, when we were in the business back in the day, it was your Saturday night. If you if you if you did a good job, that basically paid the bills for the whole week. You had a good Friday, and then you used it. And you'd have some type of awesome Friday promotion to get people in the door. And then if you had a third or fourth night, you, you, you relied on promoters to bring in your, your crowds for then. You had an event, you'd bring in an act or whatever it may be.
0: Promotion, which is equal to marketing in my book, yep. mm-hmm. is imperative, you're saying. 100%. See, that goes with anything. Yes. That's what people don't understand. People ask me people ask me what would I what what would you do if you were me and I'm young and you were young again and I say I'd learn to market I'd learned yep. I'd learned to I'd learned learn all of the shit you do when you market things. Yeah. You can end up marketing these or these and make more in one month than people make all year. Yeah. And, and you do it from a laptop. Mhm. See that's why I like the the business you ended up you found yourself in the insurance business because I know your business only because Lightspeed is used by some of your business. We love it, man. But but I looked at the business, right? And I know what you guys I think do, and I said to you earlier, this is just an opportunity. Yes. Like like anybody flipping burgers, you know, driving a truck, you know, long hauling or anything they don't like, cuz again, I mean, I kind of like I'd like to be a truck driver maybe. You know, solitude, out on the road, big old semi. But I'm talking about hard work. You know, if someone's listening with hard work or you're just not successful in what you do, maybe you're a freaking hairstylist that hates to style hair. Mm -hmm. Hairstylists aren't making a shit ton of money unless you're damn Jose Bear. Yeah. (laughs) I said that just because you're from Nashville and I figured that's a funny name, but (laughs) I know know some, some successful stylists, but at the end of the day, you know, most hairstylists, are are making what, 60 to 100 at the most? Well, If they're lucky. She, again, used to,
2: uh, she used to run a couple of large hair salons mm-hmm. um, in Nashville, so she could probably How tell much? you exactly what
0: they make.
1: I, I mean, average stylist. Average stylist, I would say 65.
0: Okay, so a great one, 100 maybe. Yep. On average. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to go to school, you have to be talented, you have to freaking pay your dues, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of people that f- thought that sounded cool. They get in there, they're not making it. And they're like, this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And so they quit. What do they do? Next thing you know, they're working in an office. Next thing you know, they're, you know, anywhere you go, if you can't make, in my, in my mind, you know, 100 plus, you're just temporarily there. Like, in other words, you're doing that until you find something yeah. else, right? But people, people stay there. So if, you, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, dude, I am there. Well then you have an opportunity. Yes. At the end of the day. Sure do. The team does anyway. You have the opportunity. She runs the thing. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you can literally (laughs) hire anybody you want or 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 I don't even know if it's hiring, but it's you can empower anybody that you want Mm -hmm. to learn and quickly make at least a hundred grand if they're willing to work. So that means when I think of that, I'm like, dude, you know how many people are sitting out there with a shovel in their hand or or a job they don't really want or they gotta get up at four AM, which is bullshit and you know mm-hmm. th- they're not happy. And they don't realize and, and they're not even making hundred grand. Yeah. They're unhappy, working hard, getting nowhere, and they don't even realize they could fucking call you yeah. and and get an opportunity to make a couple hundred grand a year. Mm-hmm. What's the top agent make?
2: On our team, well over oh gosh, half mil, half mil. The guys so they that have been can do here it, three, or four years. So they
0: can do half mil a year. Mm-hmm. It's possible for anyone to do it. Male, female, doesn't matter. There's no cap. Doesn't matter though. Young or old, doesn't matter. No. If you're 70 years old and they got nothing to do, you could fucking crush it selling insurance.
2: Yes, we give we give the opportunity gives every agent an opportunity to or a chance to solve a problem, and they get paid really well for each problem that they solve.
0: And then obviously team hiders, the collective group of all those people you've trained and, yes, and manage mm-hmm. or, or, or coddle, let's say, Pro, what, what do yeah, you do? You we lead. That. <laughs> lead. That's yeah. a good word. Oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> and the cannon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We lead them. Now, do you guys have to still do the selling too, or you done selling? You're just leading now.
2: You can't, lead, if you don't want, I mean, first of all, everything that they do, we've already did it, right? So that's the first thing. But the greatest way to give somebody um, hope for them to do
0: it is to see you do it. So um, plus. Yeah, but if you have 72 people, they can see others do it. They just need to see that it's possible. They don't need to see you do it.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, So I guess it's an extra special treat when they do get to see us do it. Um,
0: <laughs> special treat for who, though? <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yee. Especially if they get to see her. Um, Why are you a little closer? Yeah. You get on the phone and be like, da 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 da.
1: Yeah. If I'm, if I'm on the phone or they sit in my office, it's,
2: it's happening. I, nobody else cares about those people more than she does. I would put that up against anybody.
0: Well, and not only that, let me tell you, insurance is a fairly intelligent thing to have. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, my first bit of insurance is before I got, quote, unquote, rich. And I said, if I die, I want my family to get at least $1 million so I could die a millionaire. Like, fuck, if I die and I didn't get to be a millionaire, I would have been bummed. And so I said, dude, insurance is the way to guarantee that you hit that finish line. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, my my family's getting a million dollars mm-hmm. if I die. Now again, that means you're worth more dead than alive to your family. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Because I felt that way. I'm like son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, I didn't realize that you had to qualify and all that shit, dude. They asked me if I can, how much insurance I wanted. I said ten million. They said for what? And I said I don't know, <laughs> but if I die, you know, they'll get ten million they they sent out the doctor and all that shit and they could only get me approved for 6 million. I'm like, "What are you talking about, dude?" Cuz they think they think you're going to kill yourself or something, like why can't someone just go get 10 million dollars worth of insurance?
2: Uh, it's called underwriting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's basically just um, risk analysis based on
1: way, And if you don't make a certain amount of money or have a certain credit score, you can only apply for a certain Cause amount they... of a loan for a mortgage. Right? Yeah, but is
0: that because is that because like they, they look at you and they say, well, if you die, I, I don't understand why I can't pay for high levels of insurance.
2: It's are The insurance company is you pay them a monthly amount of money for them to absorb a certain amount of risk. So if you died with life insurance, then that lump sum goes there. So at that point in time, it's,
0: yeah. So I say, I want 10 million to go there. How much premium is it? Someone should just tell me the premium.
2: Sure. No, um, it's
0: my choice to pay it or not pay it. But if I start paying that bitch and I die.
2: Yeah. <laughs> would it be based on a lot of things from your age to um, zip code, uh, but past health history?
0: Um, could you go right now and insure yourself for $100 billion? I,
2: it just depends on the carrier and what they're willing to offer. They're but would different. it be
0: likely you can't?
2: For $100 billion? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah.
0: That's my point. Like, dude, I couldn't get I, – like, I was. I wouldn't have paid the premium anyway. Mm-hmm. But I realized you can't just go get any amount of insurance you want. That doesn't make sense to me.
1: Well, and that you know, life insurance is is one thing, and I, a lot of people it would be surprised how many people don't carry that.
0: Yeah, USHA is main, mainly health insurance mainly or, or health only.
2: And no, supplements. it's that's our that's what we specialize health. in. Yes, mm-hmm. the health.
0: Now, see. Let's give the bomb squad a little knowledge on insurance biz because I'm sure you guys are knowledgeable about the biz too not just how to sell the policies and all that. So like I have what's called an HSA. Mm. I've heard it's oh that's dumb. And I don't I don't understand why it's dumb. So I put 6500 bucks tax free into the account. If I spend that during the the year on whatever, they pay 100% of anything more than that. Right? If I don't spend it, it just stays there and stacks up, right? Mm-hmm. It, as tax free dollars. You don't you don't spend shit for three years. You have eighteen grand in there, tax free dollars, and it just stacks up. And you become your own insured, really, because if something happens, whoosh, swipe the card. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an HSA. That's your money, which basically means you know what it means. It means there's no deductible, copay, nothing. Like you pay it all. But the cool part is, is up to sixty-five hundred, which means I'm basically self-insuring, self-insuring myself with the little stupid nicks and bumps and bruises but if some major shit happens, Mm -hmm. I only got to pay 6,500 bucks. The rest is taken care of. Why isn't that not a good deal?
2: For it, for just having an HSA an HSA is not necessarily a bad idea at all. Right. It's, um, it's, it's a little bit of a personal preference. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that accurate?
1: It is. And in this business, you know, 10 clients are going to want 10 different things. They also have 10 different expectations of what their insurance is supposed to do. So it's, it's really dependent on what what you're looking for and what Yeah, that but what wants. what
0: would a person an intelligent person not knowing the insurance game if you were advising them what kind of insurance policy, health insurance policy would you like is the most ideal? Like, oh, what you want is a PPO on a third-charm level and don't get the the $50 bump, it's never going to pay off and you know all that shit like What's well, what's like where should someone be like calling to get some insurance and what are the what are the insider knowledge
2: that's what we do for them across the the 31 states um of their amazing united states that we do um have clients in and it's we find out what's important to them um we find out what it is they're wanting to protect and then we and can that,
0: and that answer changes yes it does because dude to me ask me the question go ahead uh,
2: what do you want to what do you want your health insurance policy to do what are you wanting it to protect
0: i want to pay as little as i can Mm-hmm. and get the insurance company to pay everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, so at that point in time, we're just managing their expectations.
0: Yeah, but, you but, know? but isn't that what everybody says? Not you know, If you ask me, what are you looking to protect? I just don't want to pay anything if I get sick or any of my kids get sick or my wife gets sick. And you're in Nashville, so I'm giving you the accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I just don't want my – You know, if the cows get sick, I understand. It won't cover the cows. But listen, if my family gets sick, you know, I can't afford that shit, dude. I can't afford them – them them co-pay so what i need is some policy where i just give you a monthly fee and if i get sick or my family gets sick i know that they're going to step up and pay for it now i done heard about some of these other cats they'll sell you insurance then when come time to pay the bill get sick they want to deny claims and and not help you you one of them
2: uh we we definitely would not recommend a carrier that would do that do you hear for our stuff
0: like that see because that's what i'd be thinking if i was buying insurance i'd be like listen I'm going to pay you all this fucking premiums. And then as soon as I actually need insurance, you son of a bitches won't be there. Cause dude, there's a lot of insurance companies there. There's people that work at insurance companies and their job is to not pay claims mm-hmm. for, or find reasons not to like, dude, that's why like uh, I'll give old American family a plug. <laughs> you know, I have always used American family for my car insurance. One time my I bought my daughter a car. She crashes it. I call American family. They're like, oh, we're sorry. Is she okay? Blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah. Boom. The next day, maybe it wasn't the next day, but instantly, without even any phone calls, they called me up and they said, your car's um, worth you know, $18,000 and we're going to send you a check for twenty, so you can get this and you can get that and you can get this. The car wasn't even worth $18,000. I'm in the car business. I know that. I'm like, dude, they just paid the son of a bitch off without no hassle, no schmassel. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, "Dude, I'm gonna stay with them." Why? Well, because they—they they, it paid off. Yeah, it paid off. There weren't any questions. There are companies where um, I forget which ones, but like in tornadoes and floods, like because you know they're scared. These big insurance companies, like it's in the millions the damages. Right. And now they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, your house was not qualified." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is that? And, and and I know you're not going to say, yeah, USHA does that. No, I know you're not going to say that. But my point is, is, A, do insurance companies do that? And B, what should we ask our, our insurance companies to see if they're like those? How do we avoid those kinds?
1: I think you have to have a relationship with someone that you trust to help you work through those things. Because... There's
0: but if you if USHA dicked me, you can't do nothing about it.
1: But if I gave you the proper expectations you'd be, you'd, on the you'd, front end,
0: no, you'd just be consoling me. <laughs> Y'all be coming over, going, "Well, Brad, I'm, 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 we're just thinking about shutting down our whole practice. I can't even, I can't even yeah. believe they did that to you. Wouldn't you? Well, but, you, you know, couldn't do nothing. though, is my point. That, the, that that's the big bad, yeah, insurance company.
2: There, in, in any industry, there's going to be people that don't do things as as well as they should or like they should, um, we are lucky that um, USAJ is their mission is spot on. It's all about everybody else. It's about taking other taking care of other people. There you go. Um, and that's why we're with them. I mean, it's it starts from the top. And um, our CEO is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. He's been a huge influence on my life. The commitment, Troy. Troy, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the commitment versus, um, uh, what was it? The commitment versus um, um, convenience thing. I I got that from. I learned that from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good one. Absolutely. He's well. It's he's full of stuff like that. So we've been very blessed to be have that influence. You know, without people like him, without what they the principles that they stand for and all those things we wouldn't we we wouldn't be as successful in the industry as we are for sure he gave us the platform to do it
0: well not and the products because again i mean usha pays its shit but the best part about insurance not necessarily usha is it's a good product to have i mean at the end of the day it's a good product to have i've heard a lot of stories where the where the uh, health insurance saved the family life insurance saved the family i mean i just think insurance is smart to have 100 percent. and when covid hits everybody starts to really need it and want it yeah right and then that's where i was starting out with this i keep going around in circles uh with the stories but i want to get back to so yeah if someone called team hider and wanted an opportunity assuming they check out and all that obviously you don't hire anybody but right they could make themselves a couple hundred grand a month a year Mm -hmm. working what kind of hours
2: it's different for everybody that day one is the hardest. Um, the first thing we got to figure out is what it, what what their goal is that they're chasing for those 12 months and then we no, work backwards assume from there. No, full blown.
0: Full blown? 10-12 hours a day is it a hard is it a hard grinder?
2: Yeah, cuz you're lear- not only are you working on obviously if you've just started, you're at a brand crisis. Nobody knows you have zero credibility in that industry. Yeah, Nobody- you are call- you're
0: calling leads, who cares?
2: That's a that's a great way to to start for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's I think 15 hours a day across all the time zones that you can that you can work those leads. Um, and 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 let's role play and then check out. Sure, let's role play. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: y'all the couple. I'm the USHA rep. Oh man, okay. And <laughs> no. by the way, I've never sold insurance. Y- you'll be able to tell. But <laughs>
2: you're gonna have hear very little from me because most time when it is the couple, the and the um the caretaker is who is she whoever's in charge i wouldn't know that yeah i wouldn't know what questions to ask because she most of the time she's the one that is dealing with the kids and their medical
0: stuff you know yeah but all i'm saying is i'm the usha rep sure i have your name someone sent me your name the hiders yep bring it on the hiders been shopping for fucking insurance health insurance right yeah is that the truth okay Yep. And Hello. you're not and you're not on the do, do not call list? We ran you through that. Yep. Okay, good. Because <laughs> the first thing, folks, I try to teach people is one thing, dude. Like, you want to make sure the people you're looking for are looking for you. Mm-hmm. First, first, first thing to make sure you check the box. Yeah. A lot of times salespeople come and they're like wondering what to do, and it turns out they're not even selling people that want their shit. So in the insurance space, I would imagine if I'm buying leads or someone gives me a lead, first thing I want to know is, this person looking for me? And if the answer is, yeah, they're looking for what you got. Okay. Perfect. I'm calling you. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, man. My name is Bradley. I'm with USHA. I see here that you were inquiring about some old health insurance. I sure was. What kind of health insurance?
1: Uh, for myself and my family.
0: Are you completely out of coverage now or, or?
1: It ends next month.
0: Ooh. Hey, we got no time then, do we? Nope. All right. So what questions do you got?
1: Uh, what's it cost? What's it going to cost? Well, I can
0: tell you the answer. Okay. Whatever you want it to cost, Mm -hmm. because listen, I can sell you a policy for $10,000 a month or I can sell you a policy for $500 a month. It's up to basically what kind of coverage you're looking for. So why don't I ask you just a series of questions? And by the time we're done, I'll be able to give you all the answers. Does that sound good? Sure. Fantastic. So tell me, you guys are married. Yes. Any kids? One. Okay. Okay. How old? 11. Damn. What's boy or girl boy? What's his name? Ethan, Ethan stud. Or is he out there like jumping off of shit?
1: He's a stud. Oh,
0: okay. So look, that's going to get your premium a little higher. Cause you know, <laughs> you guys realize fucking little Ethan's gonna going to cost you, you know, but, but hopefully if anything happens, you know we got you. Cause like, you don't want little Ethan to walk around with a, with a compound fracture because <laughs> you guys ain't got the money to get into the hospital right yes okay good so we got a month all right what else you know would i be selling you shit you guys ain't being very tough by the way huh well i mean it's no no, no. give me what people say to you guys because you guys ain't closing everybody you call i talked to a few of those dudes they're like you know you you know it's definitely you gotta you gotta put in some work and make some calls but you know you definitely make the money which means all people that are listening need to understand is it's an opportunity to work and make real money. Yeah. You know, put down the shovel, put down the pick, pick up the phone and get yourself sick. Well, I'm you, a poet and don't even know it, but my feet show it because they're long fellows. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's just, you've got, you've got their attention when you're on the phone with them, but if, you know, maybe there's a, just haven't no, I got want, their trust yet.
0: I know, but I want, I want you guys to play for real. So, okay. You know, now, now, if you say, oh, customers wouldn't say that. Well, that's why I say you're the customer. You be the customer. I'm gonna be, Our customers say that. I'm going yeah. to be the USHA guy, okay? Yes. Yeah,
1: so, ring, ring. Hello.
0: Hey, how are you? I see that you were searching for some insurance.
1: I was not searching for some insurance. What's your name? Angie.
0: Angie, <laughs> I see that you were searching for insurance. Yeah, I was not.
1: Actually, no. I was. Okay, then, so
0: let me ask you a question, Angie. You're telling me right now, if something major were to happen to you, and you went to the hospital, and they slapped one of those big old nasties right in your face. Okay, fifteen k because you took a fucking ambulance. You got that kind of coin sitting around where you ain't gonna get a fucking problem.
1: I, I don't. But uh, there's okay. Well, a then lot guess what? Guess
0: what, Mandy? What was your name? Angie. Angie, sit down. <laughs> Are you sitting down? I need to talk to you real quick. I, I'm like.
1: sitting
0: down. Okay, good. Listen, I'm glad I called. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, dude. You're exposed. Do you do you realize that? Okay, so you do need insurance. Let's get out of the denial stage. Okay, everybody needs insurance. Yep. The question is, what kind, how much? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I, I want to pay as little as possible, but to cover everything.
0: Okay, <laughs> hey, join the club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what everybody wants. I need to ask you some questions. You know your you know your insurance premium is going to be based off your fucking lifestyle and your choices, correct?
1: No, I do not know well, that. Well,
0: Sure. Okay. Someone has to insure your dumbass. If you're running around skydiving all fucking day, you're going to pay more. Why? Well, because you're a danger to yourself and others. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So listen, here's what I got. I got the best insurance in the business. Okay. Rates. I can, I got all kinds of them. What we need to do is figure out what we need to get you in place to make your, you know, that certainty, that level of certainty that you want to feel. And then versus, you know, your affordability. So let me just ask you some questions. Okay. Okay. What's your age? 39 Damn Any kids One. Oh shit How old 11 Oh boy Gets the sniffles a lot Doesn't he Yes Okay um, Let's see uh, What kind of car you drive
1: A Nissan What kind
0: Pathfinder How much is the payment uh, $600 What's the interest rate
1: uh, Like 3%
0: So you got good credit Yeah I like that Okay Responsible I like that Insurance company's gonna like that <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, now listen. Let me let me just let, let, let me just fucking type this into my magic machine. Okay, I got the USHA policy 600. Okay, for $329 a month. I'm going to have make sure Ethan, anything happens to Ethan, boom, bring him to the hospital. You're going to pay maximum 250 out of your pocket, and we're going to take care of Ethan the rest of the way. Okay? Anything happens to you or Nick, okay? Done. deductible per occurrence, okay? Buy your own meds, but we take care of all the big shit. Is that affordable? It is. All right, how do we get you dialed in then?
1: Yeah.
2: When do you need it to start? Come on,
0: let's dial you in.
1: Yeah, it starts August, er, or we're already in August, September 1st.
0: Yeah, so hold the fuck on. Okay, there we go. Yeah. That froze. I was about to get real angry. Because, dude, can you imagine losing this whole thing? Mm Mm-hmm. We'd have to do it over, mm-hmm. which we couldn't. We could just do another one. Yep. Right. So did I sell you? You did. See? Now look, I'm, I'm putting together training for insurance agents. Do You wouldn't want me to train your agents? because you're Because uh, right now, if you're making it easy, why are you doing that? Right. Make it hard. For sure. Go ahead. Make it as hard as you can. Okay. Ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> What's cracking? <laughs> Not you, man. (laughs) Hey, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's make sure we all know who we are. Bradley, USHA, you were looking for some insurance? I was. Excellent. Did you find any? I did not. Good. I'm glad I called. Are you sitting down? I am. All right. What's your name? Rhiannon. Okay. And how do you spell that last name? Is that Hitler? No. What is it?
1: H-I-T-E-R. That's
0: Heider? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I'm not going to make any promises. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to try to get you the help you're looking for because okay. you were the one looking, right? Correct. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me what you need.
1: Well, I, uh, take seven medications. Um,
0: any <laughs> <eating> good ones? <laughs> yeah.
1: I smoke. Um, and I need something that, you know, will maybe enhance my breasts next month, you know, like, will enhance your breasts. Yeah.
0: Uh, toilet paper, rub, <laughs> rub the toilet paper in between them. Okay.
1: Yep. Toilet paper
0: uh, in between the breast grows the breast. At least it grows the ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, keep going.
1: Um, and uh, have a husband that has medical conditions. Might. Ed. No, no. <laughs> okay, we got good. past that. We're okay. No longer good. There. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. And and a child that you know. It, it... Rambunctious child. Yeah.
0: Okay. And what's your budget?
1: Two hundred dollars. What? <laughs> $200.
0: $200. Now, listen, here's what I want you to understand. Let's say you take that $200, you put it in a jar, and a year goes by. How much money you got? 2400 That's right. So if, if, if right now you want me to cover you for up to, could be, $50,000, $70,000 situations. Matter of fact, according to my actuaries, do you realize that that kid of yours is going to break a fucking bone in the next four years? And you know the average bone break right now at the hospital? If you don't take the ambulance and it's not a compound fracture, are you aware of it? No. Well, you should do your research. Mm -hmm. Let me send you a text. What's your cell phone? (laughs) Bang. Go read that article right there. Look, the actuaries say your kid's going to break his arm. The average arm break right now is $16,000. Do you have $16,000? No. No, you got $2,400 in that jar. Who's going to have to pay the rest? I I am. No, I am because you're asking me to insure you for $200 a month. and. Fucking your kid's probably gonna need sixteen grand in the next in the next few years. <laughs> that doesn't include old fucking Nick over here. Okay, so maybe we raise our thinking a little bit. Yep. Okay, what kind of premiums more realistic and comfortable? Four hundred. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now again, you wouldn't be. You, would a customer be responding like this or no? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I mean- so all you have to do is give me leads in a phone, and I can make myself a ton of money. Correct. No, no, is there you can any, help a lot of people. Is there yeah. anybody in your office doing what I'm doing?
1: We call it hot seat. Yes. Hot seat. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I I I just call it take control. Mm-hmm. You know, be the expert. Have confidence. Yes, yeah, she saying?
2: she's saying the drill. That's what we call the drill yeah. yeah. when we role play. Is called hot seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I know, but I mean, yeah. like at the end of the day, if somebody's taking control like that, there's no script. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that was no script. I was using. I was using intelligence, and I was using you know, the ability to sell clothes and persuade people. If you know how to do that, you can say anything and get the job done. Now, some people might've said click because they don't, they didn't like that. Hey, sit on down there, you know, but at the end of the day, do you think I would have sold insurance if I got on the phone? If I came in, let's say I was down and out. Okay. Got divorced, a little bit of an alcoholic. I'm getting my shit together. I want to see my kid again. I'm on probation. I want to. want a job with USHA. I want. I want to be on the Hider team.
2: If you can get a, if you can get a license, um, an, an, a a producer license, an insurance producer license in the state where you reside, then yes, we, we could we could have a spot for you. But see, you have to be able to folks, get license to do. See so. folks,
0: you just you just got an opportunity on dropping bizzles. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. Bombs and cannons. Well, again, I just want people to that are listening to understand everything we talked about that might get Pat, you know, that might get a few of them past the challenge. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to go, cause when I'm listening, I'm going, dude, you just got an opportunity. Yeah. I was, I was going to talk about the story of how y'all got there. Maybe people are wondering still, what does he do? Dude, he's got a, a health insurance. Let's call it an agency. Yeah. For lack of better words with one of the best carriers, right? Uh, is it? A, I mean, I don't want to say it's carrier because I don't know that it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. But anyway, you've got a post. It's a company. Yeah, have we, we, got. Buy, a,
2: we have a policy.
0: You got a license um, to yeah, sell have, it. Yeah, uh, and, like and, an exclusive. What'd you call it? Captive. Captive. Yeah. So you got a captive opportunity to sell a great insurance policy that's covering thousands of people currently. How many policyholders does USHA have? Millions. Yes. Yeah. So they've been around a long time.
2: I don't know the exact number, but they've been around. The last, from 2010 to 2019, the growth was um, absolutely incredible. And they've
0: got unbelievable policies to fit any type of family need, and it's quick, easy, painless, and kind of like, you know, smooth and easy.
2: Um, They're the ideal client is um, healthy enough to be underwritten, um, pay for their own coverage. Obviously, they're not getting it through an employer. Um, And um, definitely, they're not getting the government's not paying for it.
0: Do you have employer opportunities where like I'm an employer, I, I employ 50 some people, small businesses, 49 employees or less. Well, folks, you
2: heard it right here. How do
0: they get a hold of you? If you guys want to follow them on, on, on Instagram, it's at team Hyder. Do you have, you both use the same one?
2: Um, well, we both have our personal ones. Um, Nick Hyder and Rhiannon Hyder, but yeah, team Hyder, um, the easy, easy way to find us uh, DM. Obviously you can, you can schedule an interview direct from our website. Twitter. Yeah, yep. what?
0: What? You got to be in Nashville or or down round there. For now. No, I said down round there, just so mm-hmm. I could communicate to everybody that was down yes. round there. Round, yeah, mm-hmm. Down, down round, round, down round them yonder ways. Yeah. You know, I end up in Nashville, and and people are listening to this podcast. They're going to think I'm making fun of them, and I'm going to end up in a bar fight. <laughs> they be like, I heard you talking about us up there and there and there and there and there. No, I just like, if you ask me, dude, I was in my last life. I was like a hillbilly in Kentucky or something. Because sometimes I sound like I'm from freaking Alabama. Why is that? Well, you wouldn't know. Mm-mm. But have you heard it?
1: A little more today than usual.
0: Well, that's because you guys are here, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cause I don't hear it when I'm normally talking. Right now I'm normally talking. It, I don't have the draw, I don't think. But like when Coach Burt gets around, I I just turn. It's, I do it exaggerated almost. I wonder if people get offended when I do that. Do you? No, it,
2: um, no, they shouldn't. If they do,
0: Coach Burt. Nobody from the South ever does. They always see. I start going this way right now, but but nobody from the South ever does. Right. I don't know why. I think they think. That people like I believe if I hear a British accent, they're immediately intelligent. And if I hear a southern accent, they're immediately stupid. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know why I feel that way. Is that is that common in most places?
1: Mm, I don't know if it's common. It's I guess it's really where you're raised, where you're where you're from. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. because people
0: in Tennessee probably don't think that. No, I mean, everybody sounds the same. Yes. To y'all, they,
1: yeah. we do. do um, you guys like
0: Memphis or Nashville better?
1: Nashville. Nashville.
0: Have you been to the Memphis uh, thing? The uh, uh, Memphis in January, or what's it called?
1: Their festival, yeah. like their music festival. Yeah. No, we've never been there. Memphis been. in May. Memphis in May.
0: Yeah, There's
2: I, a, great, a lot of great. Memphis is a great city. Well, my yeah. buddy
0: Don Hudson lives there, and he said he loves Memphis in May. There's nothing better than Memphis in May. And then you heard that one song, Walking in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is?
2: Uh, you know, there's a I mean there's so many great things to do. I mean, Graceland is in Memphis. That's freaking awesome, right? Um, I, even our 11 year old is fascinated with that place.
0: Why haven't you ever decided to move out of Nashville? What's this, uh, Clarksville?
2: Clarksville. That's about an hour. I guess west is it? Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. That's when you,
0: that's when you guys had five restaurants and bars. We never even got to that. Yeah. Five restaurants and bars for how long?
2: From 2000, and it was Christmas Eve, I, th- I guess, um, 2008, when um, when Steve called and said we had been pursuing our our first bars. So we had we started this marketing company in our spare time, um, and uh, it was when we were going into the bars and taking pictures, and then getting traffic to the website to go retrieve those pictures. And we and we did really well with it, and um, so we thought, well. We know we, we could, we're good at the bar thing. Let's let's go all in and own one. So we were we had, it was Christmas Eve. 2010. 2010. Was it 2010
1: yep. or 2009? Nine. Yeah,
2: born. Yep. Regardless, um, but um, there was a guy that we knew that was actually a client, and his business was suffering a little bit, and um, there was an opportunity to go in and buy it from him, and we did, and uh, that Who, was. But
0: due to. Or did you guys um, get a group? People?
2: I had a management group, so that I owned with uh, three other guys, and Rhiannon was our gun for hire. She was our GM. Uh, that was when.
0: Were you guys married though? No. No. Oh, okay. You're still not married. We no. we
1: lived together, had the baby.
0: Oh, but, but you guys are together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I say married, I meant together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now
1: the Clarksville bar became we. I think we had. We've there's had decades, and then
2: there was it was our third one, I believe, and it was a um uh one of my partners was from there, and there's a big college there called austin p and um we had a amazing spot, literally you could throw a rock and hit campus um so um it was a great opportunity there. It was a dream of his. I probably would have never looked at Clarksville personally myself. um the bar was there for a long time, I think he just finally sold it last year. I mean, it was there about a decade, which is an ex- three years, um, in that industry to keep something still new and hot is a challenge. Oh yeah. There's a lot of it's uh, promotion. It's a lot of concept turnover, you but know? it's promotion,
0: isn't it? Yes. So you guys really, uh, if you extrapolated the value you took out of operating the bar other than the operations and whatnot. Yeah. It's promotion.
2: It's, it's promotion and, um, uh, and systems it's promotion and just working things through the funnel you know it's it's re was the queen at getting a certain amount of everybody that has a spot downtown can do great revenue from 11 p.m to 3 a.m but getting people to come in from 8 to 11 that was a challenge back in the day how'd you do it nobody was better than her
0: music what
1: well we we did a few things i mean depending on what season but we would host people would host these things called happy hour parties and um i would have a girl that You would you would literally come in, fill out your name and we would draw names, you know, everybody technically won.
2: We were collecting data from the people on the dance floor. The girl would walk up and be like, sign up for a happy hour party and she'd give her name, phone number, and email, and then we were gonna be calling them.
1: And then we would try to book at least twenty five to thirty of those parties to bank on fifty percent showing up and um I had a certain number to hit, and I, I don't recall me never hitting that number. Whether it
0: So you were a closer?
1: Always. Oh, yeah.
0: And now you still a closer? Always. Mm-hmm. higher On a higher level now?
1: Much higher level.
0: And you guys don't know Coach Burt?
2: Uh, you know, not personally. We love him, though. We love keeping up with this stuff. Why um, wouldn't you hang
0: out with Coach Burt? He's awesome. Though? I'd love to. Well, love why don't to. you? Let's do it. He's down there. Yeah. Love to hang out with him. To me, it's like... Shit, let's see if he'll answer. <laughs> Call Coach Bert.
1: Did you mean one of these?
0: <laughs>
1: Calling now.
0: Does he
2: know you? I don't, we'll find out. He should.
0: Watch. Yo. What's going on, Coach Bert? You ready to move to Nashville? <laughs> be my neighbor? I might, I might be. Hey, dude I got a guy I'm I got a guy on my podcast right now named Nick Hyder wife named Rhiannon Decannon I guarantee okay. I guarantee damn to you and they're they're from Nashville by the way okay I damn guarantee you y'all go out for dinner one night and y'all be the best of friends oh Natalie Natalie and Ree, you and O Nick you and o Nick I think you guys have met though he's with USHA he's got a big USHA office there yeah
1: yeah 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 you were telling me about him the guys Dude, in Nashville.
2: He knows, so Ryan Denny is her cousin, and he was on his show that we were talking about earlier. Um, his, the thing he did, the Zebras and Cheetahs or whatever it was, he was her cousin yes. was on that show. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Denny. Denny. You know Ryan
0: Denny? Of course I do. Hey, New York life. I hey give us. Hey, since you're on the podcast, because I didn't hit stop recording, <laughs> Coach Burt, everybody, let's, let's drop a few bombs for the, for the bomb squad, Coach. And
1: everybody, you know, everybody
0: needs a good coach in life that's exactly those that, have a good, those that have a good coach earn three and four times the amount of money than those that don't right they need a good coach man because a good coach is going to have conversations with them they don't want to have it's going to make them do some things they don't want to do it's going to help them become something they didn't think they could become <laughs> That's why you need a coach, first. amen yeah <laughs> amen there you go buddy all right well listen coach i said i he said he knows who you are obviously because everybody knows the coach bert and i mm-hmm. said dude i'm a am gonna call and introduce you so i done just did now i got your permission to set up some sort of dinner so so you and nat can go make new buds dude you i can't believe you guys don't know each other now correct why is that we
1: don't know you
0: I'll don't t- know t- you don't I'll know everybody in nashville
2: i'll take responsibility i should
0: hey coach bert yes i'm gonna be calling you soon i got it i got some good news for you
1: I like hearing that. You call me anytime. You move <laughs> in move with me, you too. All
0: right, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm end this podcast and call you back. All right, thanks. Peace. You. See you. See, I'll get you all hooked up with Coach Bert. I appreciate it, man. Him, awesome. him and Natalie, and Natalie, you know, she's just funny. Her and Melissa get along great, but she gets along. Natalie gets along with everybody because they're just funny. But I, I would have figured you guys all hung out down there. Yak, yak pretty much similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not only that, like like-minded people, you guys are—you l- guys want to reach and grow and, and, yeah. and, and hang around people that are reaching and growing, don't you?
2: Yes.
1: Or anybody that wants to just be a better version of themselves.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Told why, you. that's why they call her the canon. Told <laughs> you. They do now. Well, folks, listen, we could have talked for another hour because I didn't even get to half their story. I apologize if I kept interrupting. People always say, Brad, let your guests talk. I'm like, listen, you're allowed to listen. OK, I'm going to interrupt when I want to, because I'm having the conversation like the values for me. I'm just trying to get my answers
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the, and share the share the info with them. And then when they start saying you cut him off right when he was going to say this, I'm like, sorry, something popped up in my head. So, again, if you're listening, I apologize mm-hmm. for cutting off all the bombs, but they've, they dropped probably a thousand other ones in the time that we had. Um, you got any last bombs for some folks? I'd say, listen, if you guys are listening, reach out, where do you want them to reach out? Cause I guarantee it now it, they, because they have to be kind of in the Tennessee area. I know I have people that listen to this in Tennessee. I just don't know if they'll get very many, uh, because it's not worldwide. Sure. But tell me, how do I get a hold of you? If I want an opportunity to make a couple hundred grand a year.
2: The easiest thing to do is just go to the go to our website teamhider.com and uh, click join the team. Fill out the little form and and we'll be in touch to get that interview schedule. Is
0: there a way they can put hashtag bomb squad so they get special consideration?
2: Absolutely. There's oh, a man. free form answer question in there um, that they can b- definitely put that in there.
0: Just talk. Just just pop in bomb squad and then go to at team. No, don't go to at teamhider. Go to at Nick Heider and at Rhiannon. And that's spelled R H I A N N O N, yeah. Hider H I T E R. Because yeah, you, you guys are dropping bombs, you're putting out these little nuggets for people to win in life. Do you do that too, or are you just posting family pics?
1: Uh, I'm gonna get better. I, I'm working on it. This is my coming out party she, of you know.
0: She's gonna exposing be exposing my knowledge. Absolutely, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she, she is gonna be. Oh, um, yeah, that's funny. The uh, when we launch a podcast later this year, she's definitely gonna be. Um, a huge piece of that, and and featured on it. The fact that she's not heard more is um, everybody will be better when they get
0: more of more of her, more from her. Hey, and also if you're looking for insurance, why not Same contemplate place. US? Health. So, how would if someone they don't want to freaking sell insurance? They're fine, but they need insurance. Who would they call?
1: Team Hider. There's a form to uh, inquire about getting health insurance.
0: TeamHider.com. Yeah. If you're going to get some insurance, get it from these fools. We and then they, make uh, sure you put bomb squad, so I get some sort of kickback. That's right. right. <laughs> Is it even legal?
2: No, it's not. It's not. However, then just just
0: make sure you remember that
2: I like Cuban cigars. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah, they're definitely Christmas presents and whatnot. But we uh, would—the worst thing that can happen from talking to us is you know, if you got something in place already, you know it's the best thing you can get right now, folks. You
0: heard it. Share this out. Until next time, keep it real.